Hi, I'm Pete Price, and I was incredibly privileged yesterday to be on The Happiness Show because it was Doddy's day. It was a wonderful show, completely sold out the Royal Court in the company of Lady Anne. And I thought, in remembrance of this great man, let's play one of the interviews I did. In fact, it was the last interview I ever did with Ken Dodd. He's a great human being. I loved him to death. I love Lady Anne. There's only one, Ken Dodd. Have a listen. I am so chuffed. Finally, chuffed. I get to... You should be shattered. I believe you're in rehearsals. Rehearsals. I'm working from nine till three Jeez, here, and then three hours sleep, oh. and then back to rehearsals. What you you work in the daytime here as well? Yeah. Well, no, I'm here all night, but rehearsals all day. Who, who's in control of the rehearsals? Uh, we've got uh, our company manager Richard, but Jane. Joseph is uh, our director, who I've worked with for 16 years now. And, and I she, love she makes sure you stick to the script. You've got to stick to the script. Uh, you, uh, you, uh, absolutely. No, no, you seriously have. Especially, I'm, I'm working with Pauline Daniels, who is a, a stickler. Uh, <laughs> is she? She's the other of course, sick, she's yeah. very much an actress. She's an actress now, actress, unfortunately. Yes, I'm a comic. And, uh, yes. It, uh, it does, you see, there's the, the two different, totally two different approaches <clears throat> to an audience. An actor mm. or an actress... They have to. They have to stay within the frame. They have to uh, give the right cues to the other. It's a te- It's teamwork. Yes. And they have to give the right cues to the other uh, actors and actresses. Uh, whereas we and you're, you're not. A, the fourth wall is invisible. You're not a in in acting in plays. You, there's no such thing as an audience. You just carry. You do. You carry on with the plot. Yep. And the story. Well, you're not allowed. To, you're not supposed to speak to the audience. Well, our our particular uh, discipline, we we always talk to the audience. Yeah. We're by Joe, and where are you from, Mrs? Are you really good? From St Helens. God, oh, you must be a woolly back. <laughs> see, but they they're not allowed to. But you want to see our script? I have never seen the ghost gag scripted before. Yeah. I have never seen. Busy B scripted before. They can put it down as many scripts as they like, <laughs> but you can't. You've got to work it. You've got to do it before you put it works. I'm excited about working with Paul. We've had a couple of fallouts already. Yes. Won't lie about it because we're two strong people. But she's a, a bitchy, ugly sister, and I'm the dizzy, ugly sister. Yes. She's Pixie and I'm Peaches. I always I have a, a, a saying I've developed over the years, Peter. The trouble with producers. Is they will produce. <laughs> <laughs> see, they, 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 no, they, see, in their book, they are the, they are the, they are the star. Yeah. They are the, uh, the hub. It all, all revolves. They are in control, mm-hmm. and that doesn't sit well with comedians like you and me because Absolutely. we know w- w- when there's an audience, we're in control. Yep. There's, uh, it's yeah. interesting. It's interesting, but it's a very strong pantomime. Great script. Are you Great a team script. player? Can you play as a team? Yeah, it takes me a long time to get the lines in. <laughs> a long time to get the lines in, really. No, 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 I've, I've, I've actually, I've learnt my craft. I've got a lot more to learn, but I've learnt my craft. And <coughs> I work very clean in pantomime. I've always liked that. I don't like blue no, in no, pantomime no, at all. No, you don't need... No one does children. What, what, was the last, what was the last pantomime you did? Um, well, now, where was it? It was at the Palace Manchester, and we did... Um, you know, I've done so many pantomimes, I've forgotten which one it was. Uh, it was, uh, it would be Dick Whittington. Yeah. Yeah, it was Dick Whittington, yes, with uh, um, Wynne Calvin, <coughs> uh, Gordon and Bunny Jay. Now, there are two men, that Gordon and Bunny Jay. I think <coughs> they say they're not going to do pantomime anymore. Uh, they, they stopped last year, I think. But I, I 
that they're quite young. They get very virile and get all the energies, but they just don't want to do it. I don't yeah. think. <coughs> Excuse me. God, I should have paid the congestion charge. They, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they, it's a hell of a climb up that blasted beacon, you know. Why the hell don't you get a lift? How am I going to get down again? Parachute, is it? Tell me, did you consciously... Yeah, Gordon Bunninger, let me tell you, these two men. Gordon yeah. Bunninger, one lives in Chester, yeah. uh, they're brothers, and one lives in... And they know more about pantomime than yeah. anybody in the world. Yeah. They know every pantomime gag. They know every move, Yeah, Two yeah. wonderful, wonderful Gordon and Bunninger. And Wynne Calvin, yeah. the Welsh comedian, yeah. He's he also he is a, an encyclopedia of uh, pantomime. Tell me, did you consciously give up pantomime? Uh, well, well, more or less unconsciously, because it's it's damned hard work. Mm. <clears throat> it's very, very hard work. They you talk to people and look at you amazed when you say, "Now look, you what, what do you what do you do for a living, sir?" Well, I uh, I do this. I think I'm I'm a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a sailor. I'm a bin man. I'm a soldier. Well, you work hard for your uh, you work hard for your job. Well, yes, I do. Yes. Well, I'll tell you now, you don't work anywhere near... The hardest work anyone, and you will know this, the hardest work, the hardest manual work anybody will ever do is taking your clothes off and putting them on again. And when you have to do that in pantomime, say, six or seven times in a show, and then you have to do it again in the evening, you've twice day, so you've changed, your, you've changed your clothes somewhere around about 20 times a day. You are shattered. Absolutely. It's very, very hard work uh, getting undressed and, and putting your clothes on again. Well, look at the prostitutes. It's, it's, I mean, they're making a fortune it's, doing it. It's, it's very meaningful as well. <laughs> but but it, I'm trying to be sensible here. And All right, then. And well, it's late night radio, so we get away with a bit more. And, and you're being a comedian. <clears throat> Ken, why five hours? And what's the record? How long have you done? Which? What is the lecture on I stage? What are you talking about? You, you it's been time and a half now. You coaches. haven't been listening to those rumours, have you? I came to New Brighton. <coughs> I went out. I breakfast. You've been listening back. to those rumours. I was you? there. I was you there. Not, you naughty. Don't believe them. Peter. I saw you in New Brighton. There's an ugly rumour going around that I do long shows. Yeah. I do not do long shows. I give good value. Good value. Yes. You give good value for the next time they come. They no. don't have to come twice. Seriously. Seriously. Why so oh, long? Because I've got so much to give. Right. No, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got so much to give. <laughs> I wish you could see his face when he says. <laughs> I say to them, I say, ladies and gentlemen, this this is not a show. You haven't, you're not, you're not watching a show. You're not just taking, you know, it's seeing a show. This is an experience. This is an experience you will remember probably for the rest of your life. When you leave this, eventually, when you leave this theatre, you will know what a hostage situation is like. <laughs> a serious question and a serious answer. Because I'm stage-struck, the same as you are. Yeah. But... Why, the, why are you going on there, on that empire there? Are you playing Dame, are you? Uh, I'm playing Ugly Sister, yeah. You're playing an Ugly Sister. I'd rather be Bob Sister. I'm too old for Bob. A triumph of typecasting. This... <laughs> I remember Dave Forrester, the agent, said to me, he said, oh, yes, I've got this show in Belfast, and we have uh, Cinderella. And I said, who's in it? Well, we have uh, the Ugly Sisters. He said, Chatton Gardner. Great name, isn't it? I said, are they, are they any good? Are they funny? Well, well, he said, I don't know whether they're funny or not, but God, he said, they are, they are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes. just who's, the, who's, the other, who's the other ugly sister? Pauline Daniels. Good God. It's the first time a man well, and a least, woman have played him. Well, at least one of you is possible, anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say that. I think I look quite cute. <laughs> I'm just trying to find the photos to show you. Um, 
No, getting back to you doing, because I know you're doing the uh, Philharmonic. But you, you must be stage-struck to do that. I'm not stage-struck. I just course, don't like the idea of driving past the theatre and not seeing my name outside. You, you, love, you love being on the stage, then? I love being on the stage. You love performing to an audience. And also I like working, like yourself. And you like to hear those laughs. Yep. That's, then they're stage-struck. Yep. That's being stage-struck. You, you love your job. Have you ever thought how, how blessed we are, people like you and me, doing a job that we really enjoy, really enjoy, when all the rotten jobs that some yeah. poor f- people have to do, yeah. you know, uh, 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 people on oil rigs and, and uh, people up scaffolding and uh, people window cleaners and, and bin men and all the rotten jobs that some poor people have to do to, yeah. to earn a living. And there's you and me. We just go on there and say, bye, Job. Ha, ha. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful day, but Ramming a cucumber through the vicar's letterbox and saying, Look out, the Martians are coming. Look at what a beautiful day for jumping off the top of St John's Beacon with your granny's corsets over your head and saying, How's this for hang gliding? That's, 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 uh, what a way to earn a living. This is you and uh, Pauline, is it? Yeah. Doesn't she look like Faith Brown? Pardon? She looks like Faith Brown, I think. Yeah. She looks more like Chubby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, is it? Yeah. Well, it's um, yeah, different. Cinderella, yeah. Yeah. Looks more like woman Sarsaparilla. This. <laughs> no, you, you, you both look very, very colourful, very colourful, very colourful. Uh, and uh, do, now, do you do you supply your own costumes or not do, anymore those days? Sir. Do there's they still there's still dames out there that do it, but no. They um, they supply yeah, the gear. Yeah. 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 They, uh, Good they dre- they what did they go, go around all the charity shops doing on all the... Uh, no, no buying when all... we did the Cilla Black uh, extravaganza well, you in 2008... Wear, you didn't wear hair clothes, did you? No, but we had the designers up and they were crying, oh, look, do you win that? It was a bit over the top. Ten grand they were paying for the outfits for them. Yeah. New frocks. I tried to steal one, but, uh, you know, I couldn't be a drag queen. I get nipple rash. Every year I get nipple rash. What's that? It's because you wear a bra, it rubs on your nipples. It's awful. Is it? Yeah. And crutch. But that's yeah. Terrible. No, I, I just stick to my thermal vest. All right, then. Well, you're all right. Then. Tommy Cooper used to wear them. Never <laughs> get walking in on him thinking, no. oh, dear. You've got to keep your chuckle muscle warm. Absolutely. <laughs> now, tell me, you're at the Philharmonic again. How many years have you done this Oh, it must be about 20-odd years now. Wow. Yeah, we're doing the... Um, can I put the plug in? Yeah. Can, not the water won't get out. Yeah. OK, um, we're down the uh, the 27th and the 29th. The 27th and the 29th of December, seats in all parts, tea and buns at the back of the hall with the vicar. So, uh, yeah, it should be good. And because it's, uh, cause it's my hometown, because it's my home city, we, obviously you want to do a big one, a good one, a, real, a belter. Uh and um, so we've got to, we've got to show girls, a line a line of girls and boys, boy dancers. Um, we've got uh, a fabulous act. Called, every now and again, you work with an act and you think, "Wow, this this is something." And this is an act called Andante. Andante. There is a very uh, a very uh, really well rather gorgeous looking lady. And uh, a fella, I don't know, I've taken, taken much notice of him. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, they play all kinds of instruments, yeah. all kinds of instruments. They've collected them from all over the world where they tour a lot, you know, they cruise a lot, and they collect these instruments. But the people that have collected them from, when they finally found out they're going to go bomb me. But they've got all these wonderful, wonderful instruments, and they, they play all kinds of uh, fabulous uh, music, everything from... Uh, uh, classical folk stuff to uh, uh, um, Irish jig, yeah, and Dante, and then a wonderful, fabulous magic act called Amethyst, 
amethyst, and he has two gorgeous girls. One of the girls, he, he's, um, he's, a, he's a great magician. He saws this beautiful girl in half, throws the best bit away, <laughs> keeps the bit that eats. And, <laughs> but he's, but he, he's a man of mystery. His wife would give anything to know where he is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, amethyst, it's a wonderful... Uh, um, Magic act. Uh, my lady's on. Uh, they, uh, I, I was going to ask you, I yes, believe she Sibby. works with you now. Cool, 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 I didn't know that. I've got a cigarette lighter and a girl, and they both work. They, uh, <laughs> she, um, yeah, is, is she, uh, uh, Sibby Jones, she uh, plays, plays wonderful piano, piano forte. Uh, she plays, um, what else? Oh, she plays the, geet, uh, the guitar. Uh, she does uh, impressions and sings songs. And a couple of years ago, she had said to me, she said, because <coughs> she's, she's very musical, she sings and she loves music. And she said, I'm going to learn the flute. I said, what? She said, I'm going to learn the flute. I said, what the hell? Why the, who did, how the, how the, and then, a little light went on in my head. I thought, now wait a minute. While she's playing and while she's playing the flute, she can't chat, can she? She can't <laughs> nag. See what a what? I think all men should do this with their with their lady partners. Get them to play the flute because it, it's you get so many hours peace. Yes. Are you flattered? Oh, I know. We're going to, I'm a big star. Oh, a great. As well as you. Oh. Fantastic, bigger than me. Well, no, he's not bigger than me. He's really smaller than me, but he's a wonderful guest artist, Dickie Mint. Oh, Dickie Mint's going to be there. Dickie oh, Mint will be there. The, the Diddy. He's taking a day off. He's the, taking a couple of days the off. The Diddy's will be there, won't they? From the jump? No, they won't. No. 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 You can't get them now. You know. No Diddy's. No, no Diddy Mint. No, they can't get them now. Tickle and sticks. Tickling sticks. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 the Dickie Mint will be there. Yeah. And possibly uh, some of his mates will be there. Mick the Marmalizer, he might be there as well, and uh, some of the others. But, um, yeah, Dickie Mint, he's, he's heard. He's, uh, perhaps you could. could where where do, you, do you live in this side now or over the water? No, I live across the water. What's across the Well, that, that's what it is. He's, uh, he's heard this rumour that somewhere, it, it possibly Noctorum or somewhere out there, or bits, he's heard this, they've, they've found some treacle wells. Really, treacle wells, and so he's going to. He's he's taking a few days off. He's going to go over there. Uh, there's a there's a, a, a helicopter base at Tranmere, as you know, and they they they'll fly him out to uh, Noctorum or somewhere around there, Bidston, and uh, just survey it and see these treacle wells. Then we could we could do some sort of um, some kind of a, a swap. Are you flattered that people want you to get a title and a knighthood? A knighthood? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't mind. It would keep me ears warm in bed. It would indeed. But are you flattered? It's serious question. Well, of serious course. Because you, you're, um, it, it, what really meant, the, uh, meant a great deal to me, it, as you go through life, you, um, you meet loads of people. And, and obviously, being an entertainer, you, uh, you show business people, you meet, well, you try, you try to, uh, well, you, you try to, well, you try to entertain. That's your job. And uh, it's very nice when people say, yeah, yeah. It, got, it, got, it was a good show the other night, Ken. Great. And when they had a they had a sort of a, or kind of a vote or a poll to find uh, <coughs> one of the, uh, oh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say it. A, Mersey, a Merseysider of note. And uh, I, I, I sort of, I won it. I, I, they topped the bill. Uh, that, was, that meant a great deal to me because I, uh, I, I love my Liverpool. I love my city. Uh, we all have different kinds of, uh, different Liverpools. Mine, of course, is Nottyash. 
And uh, I started off there with my, with my mum and my dad and, my, and Billy and June, my brother and sister. And my dad was a coal man, so I went into the coal business with Billy and the two of us. And uh, we we delivered coal all around Heighton and Dovecot and around there. And you get to know people very, very well, particularly if you're a, <clears throat> if you're a chatterbox like me. You get to know pe- everybody. People are like everybody is like a book. Everybody has a story to tell. So it meant a great deal to me to be, to be, as they say in Liverpool, as they used to say, well got with all the uh, with the people who live in Liverpool, all the the Liverpoolians, the neighbours, and people you meet in the street. It's 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 a great feeling when people say, "Hello, Dotty, how are you diddling? Why, hey, you you're looking you're looking you're looking you're looking okay." Uh, are you are you okay? Is everything all right? Yeah. It, that means a great deal to me. Yes, I I I love the people. So, yeah, if there was if there was I've, I've, uh, if there, if there was uh, a knighthood, well, well, be nice, well, flattering. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose it'd be, it, it would right. be it would be very nice. We have got, and I've been trying for years to get this man in. <laughs> we have got uh, Ken Dodd with us, who's going to be appearing at the Philharmonic on the twenty seventh and the twenty ninth. Twenty ninth. Oh, but before this, this is the this is the busy time of the year. While you're enjoying yourself yeah. in rehearsals, yeah. while, while, <laughs> where, where are you working? <laughs> while, where are you nice? While, while you're nice and relaxed over there, and <laughs> probably having uh, afternoon tea and uh, probably drinking champagne. Campaign before with the producer, all that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, we're 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 having to work with people who, who do gigs. I'm I do gigs. I'm a gigster. You see. So before that, we've got to do. Uh, we're going to Hanley, in the potteries. Mm. Yeah, kick a bar against the wall and bossed it. Yeah, that's how they talk there, you know. All right. Yeah, and they another thing about that marvelous thing about the potteries, you know, uh, when when couple when courting couples go courting. You know, when go down the lovers' lane and that sort of thing. There were not many lovers' lanes around Stoke because I don't know that they burnt all the trees. I think, but they had the the pottery kilns. Yes. You know where they where they they make the cups and saucers, and they have these sort of uh, these bulbous buildings where they put the, the, pot, the stuff in the clay, put a pot in there, and then they light the fires and and and, and bake them. That's how they make uh, cups and saucers. But what they do, you see, they <clears throat> when they're courting, they feel for a warm wall. Right. <laughs> when they're going, when they're doing the court, they go down, go down where the kilns are, and they they just feel the walls when they've just been when they've been fired, and if they're still warm, it's very nice to lean, very nice. Li- ni- nice to lean against a warm wall, and uh, and have a little kiss and a cuddle. Here's an so they always walk for, for look for a warm wall. I'll remember that. Here's an interesting question: Are you a happy man? I know you do gags. You're happy, ma'am. An awful lot of comics I know, it's a front, and behind it, they're quite sad. Well, I think not not sad, but usually stressed, aren't they? Um, I think life is, life, life is uh, you couldn't possibly say, oh, yes, oh, I'm happy, you know, I'm, oh, oh you can't, nobody, nobody that's, that's, uh, nobody, nobody's life is, is full of uh, blue skies and... Uh, and uh, things like that. No, everybody has their share. Everybody gets their share of. Everybody gets a share of unhappiness. Everybody gets a share of uh, uh, tragedy. Everybody gets a share of bereavements. So you have to. But you see, with trouble, when when trouble gets to you, and everybody in life has a share of trouble. It's not the trouble that you have to worry about. It's how you react to it. It's whether you can whether you can stand up and stick your chin out and say, "Okay, go on." <clears throat> you don't go on 
Hit me again. Hit me yeah. the other side if you like. I can take it. And you've got to be, you've got, that's where your courage and your bravery comes. And that's where you, you sometimes, not, not always, up. sometimes you have to reach deep down inside yourself. And you have to find, find so if you're religious, you're very, very blessed. Because with, with your religion, you have someone to call upon. You have something to, uh, something to rely on with your emotions yeah. you're very very blessed uh, I think um, anybody who is truly who is a, is a, has a truly believe in any religion doesn't matter which one it is but if you if they are sincere and they truly believe they are very very blessed now there are people of course who don't have uh, this this uh, gift of, of a religion uh, and I don't know how they manage because uh, they've got, they're going to have to be very, very brave because through your life you will be confronted with troubles. No two ways. Right. Nobody, nobody lives a completely happy life. Am I a happy man? Of course, yeah, I'm a happy man because... Uh, are you a the religious secret, man? I'll tell you the secret of happiness. Do you want to know? Yeah. There are two secrets. One, one for, uh, uh, people, for... One for people of, uh, younger than us and then one for... People, Older are, people, like <coughs> people, mature people like you mm. and me. The secret of happiness, Peter, and ladies and gentlemen, the secret of happiness, and this is the sage of Nottyash speaking. That's not the same as what you for stuffing, but the secret of happiness is to plant a seed and watch it grow. Now, plant a seed and watch it grow. Now, some people grow, some people grow a garden, some people grow a family, some people grow a home, some people grow a house, some people grow a business, some people grow grow a relationship, some people grow uh, a community, some people grow a choir, some people grow, some people grow a radio station, some people grow a career. But the secret is to do something, do a little something, make an effort, do something, make the first step, make the first step, and then gradually, as you make more steps and you put more into your seed, you will see something bloom. You will see something wonderful happen. You will see such a wonderful effect, all because you made that first initial planting of the seed. Are you a religious man? Yes. Yes. Is that important to you? Your very, very simple. It's important to everything. One thing about this life, Pete, you'll never get out of it alive. So uh, who knows where we came from and who knows where we're going to. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's uh, no, of course, that there is a in, in every human being, there is uh, there's a hunger, a desire to know uh, another, the, the great, the great creator, the great creator that made everything possible. And sometimes, sometimes you 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 sometimes you're uh, you're given a, a trial. Sometimes you're given a you're given an obstacle to get over, and that's when your religion helps you. Here's an interesting question, which has got to be the hardest question to ask you. In all you've done, in all you've done, and you've done everything. There isn't you've done Shakespeare. You've, you, there's nothing you haven't done. One thing. There's one thing I haven't done. Really? Can you lend me a few quid? <laughs> Borrow money on Pete Price. <laughs> no, this, well, now that's brings me to my second formula, rule, right. advice. Right. <clears throat> the secret of happiness. The secret of happiness for everyone, particularly when you're young, is to plant a seed and watch it grow, to do something, uh, to do something and, and hope and wish and, and pray and work for something to happen. 
something wonderful will happen if you really, really wanted to. Now, when you get to a mature age, <coughs> and your hair, when, when like you, you know, you're, you're sort of... Um, let me have a look at you now. You, have you been reading that book, Fifty Shades of Beige? Because <laughs> <laughs> I just took my headphones off to look at my head. Because <laughs> no, I've well, still got a full head of the hair. Secret of p- secret of when when you get to uh, uh, a mature age, shall we say, is to feel that you're necessary. Is to feel that you're of some use. Yep. You're of some use. To, to, you're of some use to the world. That you're of some use to life. That of some use to someone, to something. Even if it's only, even if it's under the dog wags his tail when you go in. At least he's pleased to see. <laughs> but somebody, somebody has got to. Someone has got to be. Someone, and hopefully, quite a number of people will be pleased to see you and to feel that you are necessary. To feel that, but it, the most awful, the most awful thing in the world is loneliness. Loneliness, and and particularly now, if you know someone who's lonely, particularly now this time of the year. Try, try, try to do something. Try to do something to help them. Try to, you know, even if you just, I don't know, give them a pudding <laughs> or a piece of cake, anything. But no, the, the, if you can, if you can help someone to get over a bit of loneliness, I think that's wonderful. There are lots of people who, uh, not it's not their fault, but their, their friends and their family have left them, and they may be on their own. So, yeah. tell me, <clears throat> tell me to mind my own business. Are you a well man? Because we heard. All oh, sorts of stories well, about you not being well. A well man. I've got the, I've got the, the usual. Uh, I think I've got one or two of the usual complaints that uh, men get and ladies get. Well, I haven't got any things to get ladies get. No, I haven't got those. No, thank goodness. Um, well, you want to pack in wearing those frocks? It could happen to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've got the usual. Uh, it's when you wake up in the morning and everything clicks, right, and anything that doesn't click doesn't work. But uh, yeah, you get usual things. You, you've a man. That's when you know when you're when you're old. When you're going older, you know when you start coming downstairs sideways. When you have to get out of bed to turn over. Yes. I, I used to when I was younger. I could never understand why a man would stay. And uh, having a wee for so long, and now I'm old, I understand why. <laughs> he, he does it. He's very lucky if he does. He's very, very, he's very, very lucky if he does. Comedy he's... is the most important thing in your life, without any shadow of a doubt. What's your views on these new comics that are filling stadiums, and you come out and they're loved, but I come out going, what have they just done? Or am I wrong? You're not wrong. You just you just you're just uh, going through a <clears throat> going through a phase that all interviewers go through. All interviewers. Uh, uh, I will never refuse an interview because uh, I always think it's. Uh, I was fascinated. What they're going to ask? What, what the hell? What the heck are they going to? When, when are they going to say something new? When they, the couple of questions that always come up, and one of them is always, uh, uh, Ken Dodd, uh, uh, you've been uh, uh, in showbiz a long time. Yes, that 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 is true. That is true. Uh, uh, has has comedy changed? Has has humour changed? Uh, I I served my apprenticeship, uh, well in in the in the forties and fifties, playing all the. Uh, all the social clubs, and then I graduated to uh, one or two uh, after-dinner entertainers. Yeah, with some some very good lads on Merseyside, 
and then I did one or two uh, Sunday concerts, and then I went to, to start. But I actually turned professional in 1954, September 1954. So that's a long time ago. And they say, oh, 1954, gracious me, that's uh, 50, and they start doing the arithmetic. That's uh, 57, 58 years. Yeah. Well, has humour, has, has laughter changed? Laughter hasn't changed. That's why I asked you the way that I asked you. Well, go on, tell me, tell me what you would say if I asked you that. Has in the years you've been professional as a yeah. comedian, has humour changed? Humour's changed in the respect that, for instance, bless him, he's sadly passed away. Frank Carson's never worked blue, but at the end he did. No, it has nothing. Humour has really? not changed. Pete Price, no, humour has not changed. So a clean comedy. We are still. We'll come to that in a minute. That's right. a different thing entirely. All right. Well, that's what I thought. Because if I said bloody years ago on a humor. club, I'd be paid off. Of course off. you would. Yeah. yeah. Humour, uh, laughter, comedy. It hasn't changed since the days of the Romans and the Greeks. Aristophanes, if it is plays, uh, wrote, wrote the same thing. The, the, the lady of the women who went on strike, uh, went on a, a love, a romance strike. They, they wanted to uh, control their husband. Their husbands were doing something they do. So they, like, right, it was, uh, it was, the blocks were on. You know what I mean? There was, there was no, uh, no romance. No cuddles, no kisses, no, no nothing. That 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 was Aristophanes. That that's about five thousand years ago, uh, and since then uh, the the Greeks and the Romans people always laugh at the same things. That's men and women, love, sex, power, money. They are the same. They're exactly the same subject. All the same subjects, and we still laugh at the same things today. The same, Mrs. <clears throat> Is this your husband, dear? Or are you just breaking him in for a friend? This, uh, the same jokes all the time, but not the same, but the same subjects all yeah. the time. What has changed? Ah, what has changed? The audiences have changed. The audience's expectations, the audience's uh, uh, wishes have changed. At one time, as you say, you couldn't swear on the stage. You couldn't tell. You couldn't tell mucky gags. You couldn't tell blue jokes. Because why? Because on a Monday night there would be three or four blokes in from the local, uh, the, what they call the watch committee. The watch committee used to come in on to the theatre on a Monday evening, and they'd see the show. And if there was any gags they didn't like. They were out. They either their gags were out or you were out because you didn't you didn't go back on Tuesday night and do the same thing. And no, also when you did pantomime and uh, and summer shows and things and a lot of the a lot of the shows you had to send your script in to the Lord Chamberlain. I did when I first started. You had to send the. F- Write it down in longhand or get it typed up and you have to send it down to uh, somebody in Whitehall, the Lord Chamberlain's office, and they would go through it with a blue pencil and they'd take out the bit. There were certain jokes you weren't allowed to tell. I don't know, you weren't allowed, you weren't never allowed to tell a joke about a politician. Oh! You definitely couldn't mention a, a, an MP or or a, a, a politician's. Uh, oh no! You couldn't tell jokes about uh, honeymoon couples. You couldn't tell jokes about uh, well any 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 sex jokes. You couldn't tell. So uh, there, there was uh, an embargo on a, a taboo, yeah. but now that's all gone. Of course, now it's gone. You got this. I think a wonderful, wonderful word called freedom, and freedom is a fabulous concept. Freedom of speech, freedom, freedom to to worship what you want, the way you want to, freedom to speak, freedom to vote the way you want to vote, people, freedom to uh, well, to, to more or less to do anything. But with that, with that word, with that concept, freedom, it goes another word: responsibility, personal responsibility. And that's what you've got when you say, "I wouldn't go on the stage and I wouldn't do this and that." You wouldn't tell, you wouldn't tell a filthy, obscene joke. 
So because you, you're a responsible person. Is there anything you wouldn't talk about? Of course, there are loads of things I wouldn't. And talk yet, about. there's comics out there will just oh, cross every oh, boundary. I won't do that. No, no, no. no I've, I, I was so. See, I was blessed in my life. I've been so blessed, so fortunate. I used to say lucky, but now I'm getting to an advanced age. I say blessed. No, you don't want to annoy anybody. <laughs> I was, I was blessed to have heroes when I was a kid. My hero, the my hero of heroes when I was, was a little boy. With Arthur Askey, my both my brother and sister. He Arthur Askey was was as clean as a whistle. He was uh, he, he, but he was like a had so much energy. The man was a dynamo. He was like a, a firework display going off. He was wonderful. He was fabulous. He was only a small man, but he was a giant. He was a giant personality. Now Arthur Askey, I idolised him. I thought he was wonderful. After him, uh, who else? Laurel and Hardy, Abbott and Costello, uh, all these wonderful things. All these wonderful, wonderful comedians. Who, who, who won my my admiration and respect, and I'm not. I'm, I want to. I want to try, if I can, to walk in their footsteps. I would like to. I would like people to say, "By Jove, he's, 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 good comic can do." And one thing about it, you can. I get letters saying you, you can take your you can take your children, you can take your your wife. Yeah, yeah. I I do do want to. I'm not. I'm not entirely. I'm not a goody goody. You know, I do one or two uh, 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 seaside postcard jokes. Yep. Of course I do, yeah. But t- I hope I hope I can sugar them up and dress them up and so they're way over anybody's head. Tell me something. Is your fear... Now, I've got to ask questions now that nobody else asks. God, so right. have you got a fear of losing your memory? I mean, that must be the biggest fear for a comic. I think, uh, yes. I, th- I think, yes, it would be... It would be the, the thought is uh, quite frightening, but... Uh, as far as I know, as far as I, I read, uh, if you can keep your memory, keep your mind going yeah. uh, with stimulating, you know, a lot of people do crossword puzzles. Um, I think I'm a bit too impatient for that. But if you keep, if you keep your mind going, um, you know, dreaming of thinking gags all the time, thinking of jokes, remembering jokes and thinking, thinking back and remembering all the great jokes you've heard in, in your life. The amazing thing is uh, there's no such thing as an old joke, is there? Only jokes that people have heard before. Yeah. Tell me. There are people now, people in, in a new generation comes up every 10 years, and there are people now who have never heard of the, um, well, probably never seen the Busy Busy Bee joke. Probably no. never. And that was Arthur Askey's. Yeah. That was Arthur Probably Askey. never seen it. Probably... Let me ask you a question. When, sadly, we lose you one day, because as you said, we've all got to die, what will happen? Oh, no, I'm not going. They said if you can't take it with you, I'm not going. You're not going? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take it with you. I've got, I, I'm trying to avoid the money. I've got a false, I've got a false bottom harp. I'm trying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get away from the money. Money, money isn't important. Money, it money is to mo- you. No, it oh, isn't. Oh, come on. Oh, rubbish. It's a measurement. Right. It's right. a, it's the, a measurement the question of question is. It's a measurement of success. When one day when we finally lose you, which will be a very, very, very... What do you mean we day. lose you? We might be losing you yeah, first. you probably will. <laughs> what happens to that wealth, the books, the knowledge, the gags, all that paper stacked high in your house? Where's that go? I've got plans. Have you? Yes. I love it! <laughs> <laughs> so I did ask a question that other people haven't asked. I've got plans. Right. I think that's great, though. Yes. I won't ask about the money, then. Because uh, well, you'll pl- have more plans for that I've as well. Got, I've got plans for this. Got plans for this yeah. Do you ever get nervous? 
on stage. There's a new thing now, you know, these people now, they, they, people of your age, my age, but they, they, call them, they go on ski holidays. Yeah. Ski holidays, SKIs, spending the kids' inheritance. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> As a gay man, I haven't got that problem, so I'm all right. Um, you ever get nervous on stage? Of course you do. Do you? Of course you do. People, think you people, people are people. Fear, fear. Everybody's frightened of the unknown. You're always frightened of what you don't know what's going to happen. So that's why people are frightened of uh, hospitals, doctors, operations, um, lawyers. <laughs> uh, people are always frightened of the unknown. And uh, when you when you first start in show business, for some reason or other, we the people like people of our upbringing and people of our uh, standing. In in life, there are other, there are people who uh, who are not nervous. I'll come to that in a minute. But uh, the, we have a fear of, of a fear of audiences, a fear of fear of possibly a fear of making a show of yourself, a fear of failure. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. The most nerve-wracking of all when you start in the business are the Royal Variety Shows. Oh, as we used to call them in our days, the command performance. Oh. Dear. And it isn't just me, and it isn't just you, and it isn't just one or two of us. It's everybody. When I can, I can see myself now. When I was, when I was at the Palladium, when 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 you're the top of the bill at the Palladium, it is your uh, your right, your privilege to uh, to uh, be on the Royal Variety Show. So you're you're honest, and I've done about fifteen of them now, but uh, the first couple of them, oh my God, yeah, I can see now. I can see. I can see Jack Benny walking just. And the thing is, everybody's nervous, everybody's uh, panic-stricken, everybody's worried, except the people who've been on, because they're laughing all over their face. It, and, but it infects other people. It is contagious. It, it, uh, it, one person being nervous, uh, if, if you get too near them, they'll make you nervous as well. So I can see Jack Benny walking up and down and up and down the corridor. And uh, he said to one of the people in charge, he said, what time am I on? And he said, "Well, Mr. Benny, I'll just look at the list here. Yes, Mr. Benny, you'll be on in uh, you'll be on in forty-five minutes. Yeah. Well, now uh, he said, I'm going back to my hotel. He said, uh, if anybody wants to know where I am, he said that's where I'll be. But I'll be back in time for the show. So he went out of the theatre, stage door, went into the car that was uh, had been allocated for him." went in his car, they drove him about half a mile or a mile away to his hotel he went in the hotel lobby sat in, the, in, in one of the chairs smoked a cigar and came back again and did his show it, yeah, they're all, they're like that. Yeah, all, uh, yeah, yeah. Bob Hope he, um, what happened to him oh yes he had all his cue cards in the pit, in the orchestra pit and uh, I think somebody got them upside down <laughs> he panicked he made, he made a mess about a half a dozen different joke, gags. You didn't notice it the next day because they, they edited it. When he went out, when he went out, I actually, I, I've had the honour of singing to Bing Crosby. Isn't that wonderful? I stood on the stage of the Palladium there and I, whatever song I was singing at the time, <laughs> I, I sang and Bing Crosby, because they'd come over to do the show, and he was about sitting in the fourth or fifth row, and I could see, and he was smiling nice, and uh, he might have been laughing, I don't know, but uh, I've actually sung to Bing Crosby and told jokes to Bob Hope when he was in the audience. And after the show, one some journalist said, uh, uh, Mr Hope, what did you think about Ken Dodd? Oh, jeez, that, that guy, Ken Dodd. Oh, that Ken Dodd, yeah, he's so funny, he says, so funny. Every laugh was like a sword in my side. <laughs> 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 Love it. 
I love Leon. The bigger they are, the more yeah. wonderful they are. I, Bob Hope was wonderful. Bing Crosby was wonderful. Uh, 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 Phil, uh, oh God, they are. You should have my memory. Um, Phil, Phil, uh, Phil Harris. Um, they're all, all wonderful people. I've got to ask you: When you did the Palladium, is it true? And we'll break the myth. Is it true because it was your show that if you went down a minute late, it cost you a grand a minute, no, and you were never late? No, no the, 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 uh, I did. I've done the, the Palladium now about uh, half a dozen times. Uh, the, the big one was uh, sixty-five. We did forty-two and a half weeks, twice nightly, three times on a Saturday. Went back again on 1967 and did uh, four. 40 weeks, twice nightly, three times on Saturday. And then we did several six weeks and two weeks and things like that. And the last time we went there was, um, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the exact year, but I know I went down to do six weeks. And um, at the time, uh, all those, uh, it, it was a time when, when, um, in time and and wages and pain by the hour and the, and they said to me you know uh, how long do you, do you want to do and uh, uh, they said well look if you do go over your time you you will have to pay the overtime for the uh, the crew and uh, people like that. I said yeah okay yes okay and uh, and we did I don't I don't know how much you didn't but it's nothing like what you said no it was a few hundred quid that's all. all right. Few hundred quid every night. That must have hurt. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, it didn't hurt. It. it was wonderful. No, no, no. So no, it's not the, true. You're not mean. Me? Yeah. Oh, God, I, I've got money I've never used yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's more important to me that the that 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 the show's a success yeah. and the audience love it. That they, they, they go out saying, "God, that was a cracker. That was a great show." And they, look, the doors aren't locked. You know, you can they, 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 they can go any time they want to. Do. Just kneel and play. Yes. Say, thank, thank you, Lord, for my work, work and play. play. I tried to, to be good, can I know that I should. should. That's, That's my, my prayer, prayer at the end of the, of the day. day. God, I am old. I am old. I've now realised how old I am. You shouldn't say you should be proud of it. I am age. proud. Oh, I've got a problem with age. No, I've got a problem life's, with age. Love me bus pass. Life's been very Love me pension. Life's been very uh, good to you. And I'm, you know. If you're sitting there and you've got your health and strength, uh, life's been, you've been very blessed. My boss has just rung up on my uh, on my uh, phone and said, I said if get you, on with it. <laughs> if, you, if you put Ken Dodd on any longer, I will buy you a ticket for the Philharmonic on the uh, oh, 27th or 29th. Oh, well, that's the punishment I'm going to get well, if I keep you on. Well, 27th and 29th. It'll be a great show. It always is. It show. always is. Got a lovely girl. Jonathan's been to see you. We got My six, producer's been to see you. You went Southport. 16 beautiful girls Southport. in 12 beautiful costumes. Yeah. He went Southport to see you. I went to see you in New Brighton last time. I never give money back. We never return money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you can, you, you can write it. You can, you can we, write, we, write to the management. Have you ever made a mistake in life? Oh yes! A big one. Oh yes! God. Apart from that big one, another big it's, one. It's, you always make mistakes. I didn't make a mistake. They made the mistake. Oh right, fine. I yeah. wasn't going to talk about it. I'm just yeah, saying. No, you ever... Talk about it if you want. They, they, they made a mistake, not me. Twenty-five years ago, now it's history. But it's made... not twenty-five years. Yeah. Twenty-five years. Yeah. That well, problem. I think, I think somewhere on. I can't. You wow. know, I can't count. It's over twenty. We didn't know you couldn't count, but we found out. It's over twenty. <laughs> 
I can't believe it. And haven't we lost an awful lot of comics? Haven't a lot of comics passed away? Some nice people. Especially yeah, but they've, they, they, they've, they've gone on, probably gone on to better things. And there's all, there's all new comics come up, you know. People, another one, the, the, the interviewers always say, and who, or today, who of today's comics do you admire? Or who makes you laugh? And I have to, I say, so, well, I don't see an awful lot of them, you know, because I am working, you know, and uh, uh, I, I only, I, I hear about them. And then if, if somebody said to me, oh, yes, this, this is some, up, I make, I make my business to try and see them. So I think, uh, and I do admire Joe Pasquale. Because Joe, Joe's so creative. You're very, very... I admire creative comics, you mm. see. Um, and then the, there's a lad who I, I haven't... I've never had the pleasure of meeting him. I will do. I will do. Because... Uh, but he, he's, he's balmy, mind you. I mean, I'm, I'm a little eccentric, I think. May, maybe. Poss- possibly. I think I'm completely normal. But I'm told that by certain people that I may be a bit odd. Right. In certain respects. So... Um, and and you 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 get a reputation I, for being a bit strange. I'm, oh, I am strange. A bit strange. What do you think about this terrible? But there's, a, but there's a fella. Let me tell you something. Oh, sorry. Ross Noble. Have you seen him? No. Oh, see, he's a lad from the northeast. He's got oh. some good comics. There's two areas of Britain that have supplied. We from from Liverpool. We export comedians and prime ministers. But there's two areas of Britain that have supplied more showbiz and certainly more comics. One is is Merseyside. You know, when you think of all the great comics, Arthur Askey, Ted Ray, Rob Wilton, uh, Jimmy Tarbuck, Freddie Starr, all the great comics who've come from this area. Uh, and there's another, the, the, the North East. <laughs> you mustn't make them... Uh, we say River Mer- the River Mersey, we're OK, we've just got the one river to worry about. They've got Tyne, Tees and Weir. They've got three rivers. <coughs> I once made a terrible mistake going up to a place called Billingham, just, uh, near, just near Middlesbrough. <coughs> and... Uh, I said, oh, how, on the stairs, how wonderful it is to be up here uh, to uh, entertain all you Geordies. Oh, God, blimey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the wrong thing. They, they have uh, three lots, they call them. Uh, oh. Anyway, there's Geordies, they're the Newcastle lot. Then there's the Middlesbrough people. And then there's the... Um, Tinties and Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Middlesbrough? <coughs> Well, there's another one. Sunderland. My first experience. My first experience was Stanley British Legion. My last experience was Sunderland Workingmen's Club Sunday yeah, lunch with three strippers. Yeah. They paid me in full because they couldn't believe the cheek that I'd stood there all that time. I've never been so fearful in my life. I believe the terrible thing they do, they, those lunchtime, I never played any of them, but I would threaten the life out of me. They, 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 they're all the. Uh, coal miners and, uh, and steel workers uh, and of course they think they work harder than anybody else in the world uh, which they, they, they work very hard they may do but they, they really they wear it like a badge and uh, they, they didn't see why they don't see why anybody should stand up on a stage and sing a few songs and expect to be paid uh, or anybody should stand up and tell tell them a few jokes and expect to be paid and if they didn't like you if they didn't agree they used to t- with your fee you know, what you're supposed to be paid, a few quid. They put in an envelope and pin it to the notice board and you had to go and get it. You had to walk through the crowd yeah. through the, and go and 
take it off. Oh, can you imagine doing that? No, that's how, that's how Chubby him. Brown started. Yeah. Chubby's a lovely man. He's, yeah. Chubby is a smashing bloke. Yeah. Uh, I know he, he, his, his act is absolutely disgraceful, but I knew it, it certainly wouldn't take your granny to see Chubby Brown. But some but, grannies go. But uh, but, but, but he off, he's a wonderful man. Yeah. He's, he's so warm-hearted and such a friendly man. And how he started, you know, probably, perhaps your listeners don't know, but Chubby Brown, okay? That's not his real name, but Brown isn't it? Chubby Brown, he was part of a double act called Old Cock and Brown. You know, they used to take the names of well-known, like Cannon and Ball, Little and Large. Um, well, Old Cock and Brown were called the two, uh, I think it was American aviators, who first flew the Atlantic. Oh, well, did you know that? No. Nope. No, well, they did. Old Cock and Brown, they flew the Atlantic in the very early days in a biplane. Uh, and that's why he wears this this helmet, the um, the Ehrman's helmet. That's a throwback to when he was part of a double act. And they were doing the double act somewhere in the northeast one Sunday lunchtime. And all these uh, uh, big hairy uh, steel workers, they were, and they started barracking him, heckling him. He said, Why, hey man, go on, tell us some decent jokes. Go on, tell us some jokes. He said, What, what do you mean? Well, go on, man, give us some real jokes. And she said, I'm telling you jokes. No, man, no. give us some ma- give us some men's jokes. Oh, you mean mucky jokes? Why, I, man, give us some real men's jokes. Now, everybody, you, me, even your your uh, academic producer in the other room there, why is he reading a novel while he's listening to us? This, <laughs> <laughs> he's not why is, he's reading, he does, He's reading the Encyclopedia Britannica. This... They, 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 we all know a few gags that are a bit near the knuckle. Well, near the elbow, actually. So he told the couple that he knew, and he got big laughs. And when he came off, he thought, well, that's it. That's it. If yeah. that's what they want, yeah. that's what I'll give them. Yeah. So from then on, he, he only did uh, 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 obscene humour. Yeah. But ob- obscene... made a fortune. Yeah. You see, in, light, in, in laughter, it's, laughter is like a rainbow. The, the measurements of laughter, right at the very top of the... Now, think of a rainbow. At the very, very top is the laughter of pure... There's white, white laughter. The laughter of pure joy. Pure, wonderful, joyous, happiness laughter. And you can hear that any time you want to, for free. If you pass a school playground, you'll see and see little children jumping up and down and leaping and doing cartwheels and standing on their heads and laughing their heads up for the sheer joy of being alive. The sheer joy of being alive in this wonderful world that where the sun is shining some days, but even the rain is wonderful. It's it's a it's a wonderful thing the the gift of life. So that's that's right at the top. Through the rainbow, you'll get yellow laughter, which is the colour of clowns. You'll get uh, passion, romantic and passionate laughter, which is which would be red, of course. You'll get blue laughter, which is naughty laughter. You'll get uh, and right at the very bottom, there's the dark colours of indigo. Purple, black, the laughter of insult, satire, and, and uh, irony and cynicism, and that's why to understand it. So, and there are certain people who actually enjoy. I don't, they enjoy being. It, it, I don't think they. Have, I don't think they really grew up. You, little boys will always lift a stone up to see if there's a snail or a worm underneath. Little boys will carry worms and frogs round in their pocket. They enjoy little boys. Babies love filth. They'll wallow in it. Little children love love anything that's mucky. And I, th- I don't think some people ever grow out of it. They, their their humour is their their ideal of jokes. Uh, it's juvenile. 
they 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 still haven't been properly potty trained. They're still there. They're still there. They're still there in the toilet to being trained, and they haven't really got a. They're scatter. It's called scatological humour, and they never really get over humour. The humour of the of the bathroom. The humour of the toilet. Ken, to finish off, I've got to ask you: What's your thoughts as somebody who comedy is so important in your life? We have the wind-up calls in Australia. What's your thoughts on this tragedy that's happened? Well, that's what it was. It was a tragedy. It's a tragedy. But but, but tragedies happen, don't they? Shocks happen to everybody. I don't suppose for one second that those two young people, that man and the girl, I don't suppose for one second they thought that they're... they're which was, was was reckless. But when you're that age, you do reckless things. When you're, when you're tw- in your early 20s, when you're a teenager in your 20s, you do do balmy, daft things. I'm quite sure they didn't expect it to end up with somebody taking their their own life no so i, I don't know i feel very very sorry for the for the lady who who, had, who was so hurt if that's what it was if it was if it was the hurt of being uh, the embarrassment of it made her do that i feel very very sorry for her and for her family uh, by by all means, I also feel a little bit of sympathy for the two people in Australia because they didn't know that was going to happen. It, they've they've got to carry the can. They've got to they've got to take their punishment, whatever it is. They've got to take. They've got to bite the bullets and 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 uh, I know they've apologised, but they've really got to. They've really got to mean it, and they've got to see that it never never happens again. With uh, they mustn't be so reckless. Ken Dodd, you're at the Philharmonic on the 27th and 29th. So he keeps telling me, does he think I'm not going to turn up or something? <laughs> does he think I'm not going to go on? Does he think, just surely he doesn't think I'm going to finish early. No, he wouldn't do that. But don't forget, the doors are not locked. And you can, you can if you don't like it, you know what to... No, my job is to convince you that this is the, the best show you've ever seen in your life. And I'm going to do just that. You're going to enjoy yourself. I'll have to break every you will enjoy yourself. Or I shall be. I shall. I shall keep trying. Ken Dodd, you will never know how long I've wanted to do this. Please come again, please. Will you? T- will you just? Will you tell everybody your second, your real second name? My my real second name. Is it? Is it Peregrine? No, no. Is it Clarence? No, my first. Is it Cecil? No, it's Lloyd. Who? Peter Lloyd Price. Lloyd. Lloyd. That's an insurance company. Peter Lloyd Price is my name. And before that, when I was uh, adopted, my, my birth, I was Raymond Worry. Don't look like a Raymond. Oh, I don't know. I think you do, yes. What do you think? Oh, definitely. Oh, I don't know. Yes. Ray, Raymond Bino Price. Say goodnight. Oh, you wish everybody happy Christmas. Oh, well, better had not I? I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy Ticklemas. Yes, a very, very, a happy, a very happy Christmas to you all. Try to be happy. Try to make somebody else happy. And then when you enter this next year, try to make, let's, let's make it a great year next year. Yeah. Let's look forward with, with optimism. The glass is more than half full. Yes. A, a year of good health and prosperity. For it and happiness for everyone. If you enjoyed that, don't forget, if you subscribe to my podcasts, you can hear a backlog of 80-plus interviews. Join me. Be with me. Hey, let's have some fun on the podcast. <laughs>